welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. And today the feeling tone to foster and emphasize is one of um, open-mindedness, the, the, the feeling tone of being clear and available for insight. Call to mind your sankalpa from this, from this place. Call to mind your sankalpa and repeat it silently three times. And then let the prana of your eyes come forward. Put a little white dog down there doing some pretty intense ujjayi pranayama. I don't know if you could hear that. What is going on? <laughs> Mine's misbehaving too. <laughs> so, uh, in. what I want to talk about today, I want to use the tracker as a learning device, and we'll, because it's just the three of us at least for now, we're definitely going to have time for um, specific questions and coaching as well. But I wanted to start with this, and for everybody, please do this. If you're watching the replay, don't just have Amy talking while you're doing other things. You need to sit down, watch this, and actually do the exercise. Sizes we're going to go through otherwise you this program is not going to be able to help you and that's not what it's about it's about deep support to help you get to the next stage in your business so I've been um, reflecting a little bit on my business over the past week so I've been doing some new projects and branching out into some things that are different to this business and uh, I've been sort of processing well what is you know how do I operate in and what are my strengths and, and what have I just been telling myself that may in fact um, you know, not be accurate? Like I have these stories of the attributes and the qualities that I have as a, as a businesswoman, as a woman sole, sole trader, as a person who runs her own small business. I had all of these sort of anecdotes and um, beliefs about myself, but I've started to interrogate, well, how accurate are they actually? And, and to the degree that I'm perpetuating my own story or the degree that I'm taking on what other people are telling me through their own sort of, um, you know, some scars, vasana filters that are actually more about them than they are about me. For example, people would say to me often, oh, I don't know how you stay motivated. If I didn't go to work, I'd never get anything done. And so I had this thought that, well, I'm so motivated. I get all of this stuff done. But when I actually started to unpack it, motivation is not something that comes easily to me at all. And there are some things that I love to work on and I could work on all day long, but the stuff that's like, yeah, I just, ugh, like I, I will put stuff off for months if I don't want to do it. But I had this story in my head that I was so motivated and so self-propelled because I didn't need to go to a job to make money. Well, part of that's actually bullshit. Now that I've started to unpack it and look at how has that been applying in this new business that I'm starting with someone, 
turns out, um, unless I'm really, really excited about all of it, it doesn't happen. There's tedious, boring stuff. So I just sort of delay it. This is a great insight for me. And I wouldn't have had it if I had have just kept trucking on, um, believing the stories that I had constructed for myself. So I, you know, in preparing, believe it or not, preparing for this morning, um, you know, in looking at the tracker and what people are filling in, the, the, the content in that document is wildly underwhelming, just to be perfectly frank, um, and, and not representative of what you all have to offer to the people in your communities who need it. Moreover, what you signed up to this program for because you know that you are meant for more than teaching a little bit of yoga on the side and struggling along in the process. So I thought, well, maybe it's time to actually look at that data and infer some, um, you know, sort of white hot truth about ourselves. And then with that insight, actually make better decisions and more supportive decisions going forward. One thing that over the years of coaching people in business, I have decided is that there is no point beating ourselves up for our shortfalls. I mean, you can do it, but it's not necessarily in service to anybody. What is so much more empowering is recognizing what are our strengths and how can we actually create our business system structures processes around our strengths. So we're not always beating ourselves up, putting ourselves down, feeling bad, um, feeling guilty, feeling like we haven't done enough because we're still trying to, I don't know, the yoga equivalent would be Amy still trying to get into Padmasana, you know, 32 years of yoga asana practice and she's still feeling like a bad yogi because she can't sit in lotus rather than recognizing I could sit in Vajrasana all day long. That gets to be where I'm at for pranayama, for example. Okay, that's my skill set. Now I've got that. Now I'm playing to my strengths. Which pranayama am I going to play with today? Rather than I'm never going to be a good yogi, you know, Mr. Iyengar will think that I'm rubbish because my pelvis is never going to externally rotate to that degree to be able to sit in lotus without fucking my knees and ankles completely. So the same is true here. Let's take a look back so that we can be very, you know, some, some radical self-assessment to recognize what are my skills, what are my shortfalls, and how can I play more to my skills and avoid my shortfalls moving forward so that at least for 2019, we finish the year strong. Hey everybody, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. We're coming to the end of season four of this podcast. And so just now sharing a little bit of uh, one of my group training calls. So uh, if you're not a part of my program, you can get a little bit of a feel of what it's like and um, yeah, what, what it's like on the inside. Before we jump into today's topic, hang on, I want to, can I just, I want to um, pause on that for a second because I just did something that I hate. I just said, jump in. Um, I've, been listening to some training myself recently. I'm starting a new business. It's all very exciting. Watch this space. Uh, slow reveals over 2020 as that comes to fruition. But part of what well, I really, as, as a coach myself, what I really do believe in is the power of coaching and the importance of getting yourself great education and um, support when you're embarking on something new. And as I'm embarking on something new right now, 
I'm doing a training program and the people who run the training program say jump in and dive in all the time, like about a hundred times, no joke, in a one hour training. And so as I was watching some of this training today, I thought, I will not say that anymore, except there you have it. Uh, I just did it. <laughs> Feel free to... Um, if I say jump in or dive in anymore in the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast, not for the ones that have happened before, because I've just this is new Shakti Pada moment that I'm just having with myself. If I do that in the future, uh, you have permission to DM me on Instagram, tell me off, and uh, I don't know, I'll do the some kind of yoga business coaching equivalent of putting two dollars in the swear jar. Let me know. Holy, I think actually there needs to be a whole podcast about. Um, redundant language and conscious language when it comes to teaching and speaking in public. I was sharing last week with everybody who's doing my social media confidence for yoga teachers. Last week, we our focus was on video, uh, particularly live video on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I was saying one of the things to make sure you avoid is when you start a video and you kick it off with, okay, guys, I'm just jumping on here because I really wanted to share blah, 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 whatever. There's so much that we say that we don't need to say. Um, my classic in the classroom, in the studio, was always um, with setting your intention, your sankalpa, which I do at the beginning of all of my classes, would be, you know, um, uh, call to mind your son Kalpa for the practice for today and repeat it silently to yourself three times. Now, here's the red hot tip, Amy. If you're repeating something silently, who else is listening to it except yourself? Do you really need to say, repeat it silently to yourself three times? Superfluous, superfluous language. We do it all the time. And, uh, I think in yoga, in yoga land, in yoga teaching instruction, it shows up a lot. Fifi faffy, wah, 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 stuff that I just keep saying because I've always said it like that. But is it the most expedient, efficient, and clear way to convey something? Hmm, probably not. So if I say jump in or dive in again, send me a message on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach and uh, dob me in and I owe you something. <laughs> Before we do. Commence our conversation about Kala Mala, understanding it, overcoming it. I have some shout outs and some congratulations. I've got quite a few. I want to do a big one to Kirsty, who posted such a great post in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group about being stopped in the supermarket uh, by someone who follows her on social media. Yes, another person finally believes me that this social media nonsense actually works and that it's not simply about selling your shears. It's also about connecting and being a great human and being in service to the people who need what you have to offer. Love. Next up, uh, congratulations to Taryn of Kimberly Yoga Attire. Search her out. Uh, who has launched her second line in her uh, social enterprise yoga leggings line. Go find her on Instagram. They're in pre-order at the moment. And uh, also just for Taz, who's done so much work on a number of other fronts as well. I won't go into those. you got to be in the program to know about them. But just massive congratulations, Taz. Uh, your pants are great. 
And I'm so, so, so happy and proud for you. I want to say a big uh, congrats also to Katrina, who uh, has the local, her local paper coming out to uh, today, actually, um, to to take some, to, to, to do some good stuff, some promedia, some, promedia, some promotions and media uh, for her yoga studio. And also that she shared um, in the Growing Your Yoga Biz Facebook group, yesterday that she has only three places left for her retreat in March and she hasn't even put an ad on yet. Massive congratulations there. Uh, I want to say a big congratulations to, uh, to Matt for, uh, working with his new client and really dialing it in, uh, Matt, one of my private clients, really dialing it in on who he, he really feels called to work with specifically working with men, um, in the work that he does. So well done, Matt. It takes a lot of time and introspection to get clear on who are the people that you really feel called to support. Well done there. Sarah, I've got to say congratulations to her who now, she now has four people signed up for her very first solo yoga teacher training, Anusara yoga teacher training in the UK happening next year for people, lucky people so far. So congrats to Sarah. Congratulations also to Tamsin in the UK. I do Tamsin social media and she messaged me a couple of days ago to say, Amy, you've got to stop promoting the mums and babies yoga that's starting in January because it's already full. So we love that. Uh, big congratulations on that one. Victoria in Glasgow, another one of my private clients, is crushing it, uh, doing the promotions for Max Strom, who's coming to Glasgow in January. Go get tickets if you're in uh, Northern England or in Scotland. Get yourself to Glasgow in January for Max Strom. I've studied with Max uh, mostly in uh, Santa Monica, actually. Uh, great teacher, beautiful book, A Life Worth Breeding. Uh, and Victoria is doing his event for Scotland. So get on that. Uh, and then last one, um, I want to uh, say a big congratulations to Laura in uh, in South Australia. Laura, who's been in a few rounds of GYYB. She's just the, a lovely person. She and I met up for unnecessary good things to eat uh, in Byron Bay last year. Gosh, Laura, that's gone fast. Uh, and Laura has had some um, significant and scary health things that she is in the process of overcoming. And again, another person who posted a great update for everybody in the abundant yoga teacher Facebook group, just saying that she's back into teaching now after her surgery. Um, and she has put on, uh, she started offering her classes again for 2020 and also a workshop and the enrollments that she's getting, uh, she's feeling really great about them. She was worried about taking time off, but it turns out, as I thought it might, that people are just grateful that she's back and are signing up in droves. So well done, Laura. Um, so, so happy and proud for you. These are just some of the incredible um, success stories that I have the privilege of uh, bearing witness to every day in the work that I do. And so for everybody who's listening, I'm sure that every single one of you has um, something worthy of celebrating, even if that feels like, <laughs> might not feel like your reality um, right now. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes we can be in the forest. Sometimes we can be stuck in the mangroves to use a, a yoga 
uh, analogy. Sometimes we're deep in the Tilai forest and it can feel confronting and we can feel alone. Please know that for the people who are out in the fields, out in the plains, experiencing the high highs in their to use a you know Shivanadaraj analogy, who are experiencing that period of revelation as opposed to concealment, um, your time, if you're in concealment, your time for revelation will inevitably come. It's simply the nature of the way that things go. And I don't share all of these uh, success stories to make you feel worse or to compound any inner critic or self-judgment that may be already in play, but rather to... Uh, shine a light on what's possible for you as well. Because as much as I love all of these people, these men and women who are doing great work, I love them. They're great. But I got to tell you, they're no more special than any of us. You know, we're all equally special here. There's nothing in particular that means they get success and you don't. So if you're going through a period of concealment and you're ready to be back out into the revelation phase, it's coming. It really is coming. It is simply the nature of the way the universe works that you pulse between these two. And if there's anything that I can do to help, do reach out. Always, you know, DM me on Insta. I'm a real person. I love hearing from everybody. I got a great message from Monique this morning. She's like someone posted on my Instagram post a recommendation for an Ayurvedic doctor who helped heal his herpes. What should I do? Like, <laughs> my response was delete that shit. But, you know... <laughs> Uh, do hit me up. I'd love to hear from you at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Thank you so much to Calm with Kim, who left me a lovely review. Um, I'm going to read it. She says, I really enjoy your podcast. Not only do I learn valuable stuff, I'm often laughing or smiling whilst doing so. Such a joy to listen to. One of the most educational and entertaining podcasts I've found. Thanks, Amy. You're so welcome, Kim. And I suspect there's something wrong with a search function on your podcast device. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I really love, um, not only do I love hearing from everybody, but it does actually make a difference in my business to get those reviews and those ratings. So if you're a regular listener, I really would be grateful if you could hit me for, with some stars. Um, it helps me on a number of fronts to to continue to do the work that I'm doing. So... There you have it. Some shout outs, some congratulations, a little pick me up for anybody who feels like they might not be quite where they want to be. Now let's launch into what is Karma Mala and how can we work with it and overcome it. Now, disclosure, at the time of recording, uh, I have to record the podcast in my bedroom, not in my office because my office is very echoey. So I'm sat here on my bed uh, recording, doing this right here and now with y'all. And, um, I do, it's, it's a hot day. It's our first really hot day for the year. And my little fur baby is lying right here, seemingly quietly and peaceful and non-disturbing of podcast recording situation. Now that may change folks. If you start to hear some deep ujjayi pranayama, that's not me. That's my dog. <laughs> or I'll try and edit out any barking and whatnot. But if you hear some stuff, that's Steve, my dog. Okay, Kamamala. What are the mullers? What are the mullers? There's three of them. Uh, M-A-L-A, mala, as opposed to mala. Mala, M-A-L-A with the, what's heist us? 
uh, what do you call that? I don't know. It would be like first tone in Chinese. I don't know what you call it in Sanskrit. With that long dash over the A, it makes the A sound longer. Mala as opposed to mala. Different things. One is, uh, you know, your yoga rosary. That's your mala. Mm, the other one is a mala. Or uh, an a stain. Often trans translated to mean the stains or the impurities. Uh, and I've done a podcast in the past about maya mala which is another one of them. But today we're talking specifically about karma mala. And um, it's kind of the, they're they're sort of stacked. There's three of them, they're stacked. And karma mala is the, um, oh, how do you describe it? It's, well, of the three malas, two of them, you can actually work on yourself. One, you can't. One, you simply can't fix because you without getting too technical, you don't have the awareness of it to be able to achieve it for yourself. You need either a guru to get it done for you or some kind of shaktipada in however, you know, um, descent of grace straight to you in order to overcome it. It's those moments when you go, oh my God, I'm part of something bigger, you know, and whether yours is, I don't know, muktananda or ayahuasca or, uh, I don't know, looking up at the night sky or whatever, you do need that external stimulus to sort of pierce it and for you to go, huh, those moments when you go, oh, hang on a sec, this I'm tired of something else, like I am connected, baby, or whatever that looks like for you, you need that Shaktipada. But for Karma Mala, you don't need Shaktipada. It's something that you can actually work on yourself, which is great. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, uh, it doesn't mean it's easy. Just because you can do it yourself doesn't mean it's easy. Um, play that tape through in all sorts of different things. So, how? What is it? And how do we? Um, how do we? How do we overcome it? So the karma mala is the mala associated with karma, or um, uh, gosh, how do we karma? Okay, I'm going to take it for a given that. For the most part, you know what karma is. To put a slight Amy bent on it, um, and and to sort of take an uh, oh I don't know, like a um, an empowered Kashmir Shaivist view of it, that where we can like that sort of diksha view of it. Let's presume that karma for right here and right now for all of us in this community, we're talking about their actions and their consequences within this lifetime. And we're talking about essentially conditioning, conditioning. So, um, the fact that you're repeating behaviors or you're bearing, you're seeing the you're bearing of the fruit of previous actions because of the beliefs that you hold within you, because of your exposure to previous actions and behaviors, because of the, um, you know, what the, the beliefs and thought patterns that you were raised with and that you've seen played out over time. This is what we can refer to as karma uh, for the kind of, from a sort of secular approach for the here and now and for the purposes of what I want to cover in the podcast today. It's what you do because of what's been done in the past. And the different types of karma and how it all works are, you know, <laughs> a fabulous probably series of conversations to be had during other podcasts. But for right now, let's decide that for the intent of today's topic, karma is 
can be likened to the phenomenon of conditioning. And what it means is uh, that you conduct yourself in a fashion or you experience your life in a fashion that is heavily influenced by what you think, do or understand based on what you have been shown, understood, learned, witnessed uh, or perceived in your life to date. Yes, uh, hopefully that's enough. And so this is the uh, essentially, it is the um, it is the impurity. Kamamala is the impurity of of action, right? Of the actions that you take and the the stain that that can create. So what that means is it can make you um, it can make you limited in the activity that you take. It can make it can give you a feeling that you are somehow unable or inhibited or uh, to to take action, and it can show up as the feeling of uh, not doing enough definitely gives rise to feelings of worry or fear. It manifests in the body. Um, it's the, it's the impurity that is connected very much with our actions, what we do and, and, and as a result and how we feel as a result of the action that we do or that we don't take. Okay. So, um, so what? <laughs> I think it, the reason that I wanted to raise this as the topic uh, for the podcast this week is because it was one of the things in, I um, started teaching some brand new yoga teacher trainees at summer studio in Armadale in New South Wales in Australia. And uh, I taught them, bless them. And their very first three day module of their very first yoga teacher training, I'd lumped them with 18 hours of uh, yoga history and yoga philosophy. And coming from, as I believe Hatha Yoga does, tantric uh, thought or paradigm, uh, I believe that in, in looking at things like metaphysics, we need to look at the tattvas and in particular the 36 tattvas of the Kashmir Shaiva system. And when we get from the you know absolute um, Shiva, um, undifferentiated consciousness, whatever you want to call it, uh, and we come down through those first six tattvas to the Maya or the tattva of um, illusion, delusion, uh, if you're thinking more classical or if you're thinking more tantric, um, uh, limited to the point of, for the point of experience and perception, sort of as a filter as opposed to um, uh, some kind of negative veil. When we get to that, to Maya, I'm just going to call it illusion because that's how it's most commonly translated. These are where the mullahs come into play. These three different ways of feeling somehow separate from the universal consciousness, God, absolute Shiva, whatever you want to call it. So karma mala is the, the sense of separateness or difference from others or disconnection from others and the absolute that we experience through our actions. And when I was explaining that to the teacher trainees, this one, Karma Mala of all three, it was Karma Mala that really resonated with them the most. Because if I repeat what I said earlier about how it shows up, it shows up in not taking action or taking action and feeling like it's not enough. 
So if you're listening in and you're noticing, huh, I'm that person, I'm the person who just never feels like I've kind of quite done enough, or I'm the person who keeps saying yes to people, even though I desperately want to say no, or I'm the person that knows I should do all of these things, but I'm balking and I'm not doing any of them. And then I'm feeling crappy about myself, or I'm the person who will only do something if I know that it can be 100% perfect. And because I know that it can't be 100%, 100% perfect. I'm not doing the thing. Hopefully those four, I, I, I presume, unless you've transcended Karma Muller, I'm presuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you fall into at least one of those four categories. This Karma Muller can bite you on the ass because it is the fear of the action that you're taking somehow being inadequate or somehow being, um, defining of who you are, of your own true essence nature. My actions are me. We were having this conversation earlier in the week in the Keep Growing Mastermind group call where we were, you know, celebrating success and, um, some of the women uh, in particular were really sort of jive-fiving each other with with things that they've been working on for a long time and are now starting to see the fruits of that that action it was really beautiful and then we needed to pause and recognize that yes these outcomes are beautiful and you are um implementing what you're learning and you're bearing you know you're 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 um, receiving the boons of those actions and The action does not define who you are. The result does not define who you are. Your business success does not equate to your self-worth. Your balance sheet does not indicate your, uh, you know, inherent goodness as a human. We can so deeply connect, particularly I feel as open spirit, open-hearted spiritual solopreneurs, we can mistakenly, regularly, and unknowingly, deeply connect our sense of self with the actions that we're taking and thereby the fruits of those actions, i.e. karma mala, right? I am my actions. I am the amount of work that I do. You know, if you're a boomer or you've got boomer parents, uh, you probably were raised with good people work hard, you know, and if you're not working hard, i.e. toiling and probably not enjoying what you're doing, then you're probably not a very good person. Again, another conversation I had with a client this week, and she was talking about how she had purchased uh, some yoga philosophy training from Sri Sri Douglas Brooks and was really excited to, uh, to just dive into it. Oh my God, buzz me. I said it. I said, dive in. She was really excited to listen to it. It was an audio training. And yet she hadn't, even though she'd owned it for a while, she hadn't because she felt guilty that that wasn't real work. And the idea of lying on her settee or sipping a tea and listening to Douglas uh, was not hard work, therefore not good work. Therefore, if she was going to be a good worker, you know, it didn't count. It didn't count as work. And I posted on this um in fact, on Instagram this week, and I had some, some great responses back from people about appreciating that the, not only is your business a confluence of all that you're about, and if you're taking great care of yourself, you will see greater reward in your business in sort of monetary gains. I genuinely believe that. But moreover, the work that you do does not make you a good or a bad person. You are already from, again, Kashmir Shaivism 
um, perspective, you are already great. In fact, you're already perfect because you're nothing but God having a human experience. We forget it because we're differentiated, Maya slash illusion, if you like, if you're a classicist, that's okay. We forget this because of things like the mullers, uh, but we can remember, we can remember that, okay, I slacked off today. I'm still a great person. Okay. I, I, I just spent 500 bucks on a Facebook ads campaign and it tanked and no one signed up for anything. And I'm still a good person. I cut someone off in traffic. I ragged out the woman at the check-in counter. I kept my library books two weeks longer and then snuck them back in, even though I knew people were waiting. And I'm still God having a human experience. People do shitty things. Sometimes you'll do too much. Sometimes you will repeat something that you swore you would never do again. I don't know. I mean, I could count on my hands. Easy. Maybe I'd even need another hand. The number of times I said I would not have salt and vinegar chips for dinner. Just good people don't do that. Except I do. <laughs> Man, that's some good stuff. Uh, you know, does that make me a bad yogi? Hells no. I like it. But we can get stuck in that, right? The action that I take. The action that I take or don't take directly correlates to my inner value. I'm not talking about not talking about your monetary value or your the value that your parents attribute to you or your value in society. I'm talking about your inherent, uncorrodable, uh, impermeable, never changing value. The fact that you exist at all cannot be influenced by the action that you do or don't take. It just can't. The, again, if we play the metaphysics through, you are divine consciousness uh, experiencing itself in a limited form simply for divine consciousness's own pleasure and joy. If that is true, you can't be a bad person. You can just be you, infinitely perfect. You forget. You fuck up. You make mistakes. You get very closed. You forget that you're connected to the absolute. You forget that you're one and the same. You forget that you're connected to everything else. You think you're small and separate. You forget all of that stuff, sure. Sometimes you do shit things because you've forgotten. But this teaching of Kama Mala must remind us that that's a false belief. It's a misguided belief. It's limited thinking. But again, not because we want to beat ourselves up for it, boring, simply because the nature of concealment, i.e. us now in the, in, uh, through, the, uh, through the lens of Maya, we are limited. We are experiencing manifest reality as uh, here and now, real and firm and present. Because that's the way that the divine wishes to experience itself in this moment. So you can't get it wrong, actually. And the beautiful part here is that in also valuing experience in Maya, which, which is what I love about Tantra, that you don't get in the classical system, that there is value here and now in this limited experience, as well as 
celebrating the journey to reconnect to the absolute. Our fundamental job here is to do a great job with within the limitation that we perceive. Try and be a good person. Try and take good action. Try and try and uh, do enough, but not too much. Enough, but not too little. Uh, work. You know, practice. Study. Um, focus. Be sensitive. Be in relation, conscious relationship to other people. Use all of these opportunities to purify. Not because there's anything wrong or dirty or bad or evil about who you are, but simply because we are at the whim of these mullahs and they are, they can, unless we catch them, be our default, separate, individual, limited, and consequential of our actions. Untrue. So for today, I'm going to finish this up momentarily. Uh, been a bit of a hefty one, but I'm barving out on uh, yoga philosophy. If what I've talked to you has just been like, wow, this sounds interesting, but I've got no fucking idea what you just said, um, hit me up on Instagram. I'm genuinely interested in doing some um, like a lecture series or weekend workshops or something about this stuff because I love it. changes my life for the better every goddamn day. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, host me. Let's do something or tell me about it and I'll host something up at my place or whatever. Hit me up if you want to know more. But for today, the opportunity I want to propose for you is to consider this idea about karma mala. Where are you holding yourself up because of fear of action or inaction, because of fear of the consequence of action or inaction? Where are you generating friction in the system, inflammation, if you will, in the system because of the action that you are or you aren't taking? How is that holding you up, keeping you stuck, wearing you down, uh, tipping you into overwhelm, making you feel bad about yourself, making you feel angry at someone else? Where are, is this karma mala showing up? And then how can you, when you notice it, oh, that's right, this is just karma mala. How can you release it and come back to the present moment and make a better choice for yourself? If we come back to, huh, this is karma mala at play. Oh, that's right. I remember listening to that wacky podcast by that Australian chick that kept saying dive in. Now, what did she say to do next? Oh, that's right. She said to remember that I'm part of universal consciousness, that I'm God having a human experience, that I'm perfect already, I just sometimes forget. And I just forgot then. But now I remember. And now I'm going to make a better decision. We don't need to guilt ourselves about stuff. We don't need to beat ourselves up. We don't need to blame someone else. We don't need to be the victim. We don't need to escape or seek perfection or avoid or self-sabotage or any of those things. We can just remember, huh, that's right. That muller just bit me on the ass. Huh, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to be embarrassed because I just did something goofy on the internet. It's okay. Part of universal consciousness, baby. I'm going to do a better job next time. And I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Or uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to say no next time my mother asks me to come over again and help her with defrosting the freezer. <laughs> I watched a great TikTok last night, uh, such a great TikTok um, about uh, this woman um, like getting the Google talk thing to, you know, there's that TikTok thing where you 
you make the TikTok about Google saying something, you type it into Google. So this one, this girl, she's getting Google to help her to practice saying, asking her friend for money for gas. So she's practicing with the Google and she's repeating it with Google. And then there's, it crosses to her in the car with her friend and her friend says, well, thank you for driving me those three hours. And, and she just kind of like balks and can't say it. Um, I, I should tell you so you can go follow her on TikTok. I'm sorry, that person. I'll try and find it and post it on my socials. But it's just so funny. You know, we do that all the time. We, 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 this thing about action, we don't take the action. We do take the action. We do too much. We feel like we've never done enough. We know we need to do something different and we just can't, even though we really try. That's just karma mala. It's nothing to do with you being a bad person. It's simply a phenomenon of experiencing separateness from universal consciousness, Shiva, absolute unmanifest reality, whatever you want to call it. We've just forgotten that this is all the Rasa Leela. This is all the divine play of Bhairava and Bhairavi having a great time seeing what would happen if they made an Amy, if they made a you, if they made these wacky circumstances, they're just watching us play this out and we forget. But when we remember, we can let go of the drama, come back to the present moment, dust ourselves off and make a better decision. Don't be so hung up about taking action, not taking action, perfecting action, overdoing it, underdoing it. This is just how we're experiencing reality. And it's all really normal. When you catch yourself in any one of those spins, pause, give yourself a bit of a, a little hug. Karma mala, baby. It's okay. I got this. Make a better choice. There you have it, folks. There is a little bit about Kamamala, uh, what it is, how you can overcome it. I hope that was uh, useful. Before I finish up today, sneaky peek, I will be talking about this a lot more next week because it's when it all goes crazy. Um, I am doing a, what do you call it? Black Friday thing. I do it every year. Flash sale happens at the end of November every year. Um, If you want to get the jump on it, and go and take a look because what I'm offering might need some thinking time before you decide if it's for you or not. You can head over to amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. Essentially, I'm doing 40% off my 90-minute intensives and 40% off my six-month one-to-one Uh, private business coaching. So if either of those things light you up, go take a look at the sales page, uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. Both those offers are completely limited with the amount of places available because as we all experience ourselves in through the lens of Maya in limited reality uh, and we experience the phenomenon of time, I only got so much. That's all I can do for you. But go check it out. If you want to get the jump on it, like I said, I will be talking about it more broadly next week when we ring the bells. But for right now, if you're a regular podcast listener, consider this your sneaky peek opportunity, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sales, four grand saving on the one-to-one coaching and 200 bucks off the uh, 90-minute intensives. Nice. Australia. Take care, everybody, and uh, speak with you all again soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. 
Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.